When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, hour number three on a Wednesday. I think he said the ice cream man is coming. That sounds like a good idea today. I've not, oh, yeah. haven't had something from the ice cream man truck in a long, long time. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier picking out a beat to start that third hour, and he just made me think of ice cream, so that's a good idea. What do we have, Zay? You can't recognize this. I feel like I should. You should. One um, of our album reviews. Okay. Um, is this Busta Rhymes? No. You're kind of close, but not really at all. Okay, is this Tribe Called Quest? No. Not kind of close again, but yeah. not at all. I'll stop guessing. What do we got? You're in the right state, New York City, which it's hip-hop, so it's okay. probably 70% of it. Raekwon, ice oh. cream off Cuban links. it. So I've heard this beat. I've heard the song. There we go. Yeah, man. A little RZA. I was just early. I guessed Raekwon on something earlier in the week. I was waiting for this moment. I just should have waited. That may be... Of all the albums that you had me listen to and we talked about, that the Bill for Cuban Links is is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that is a great, great, great album. Yeah, that, you had Liquid Swords barely over it though. Yeah, Liquid Swords was awesome too. Liquid Swords because there was a little more, just a little, a little smoother, a little more liquid, <laughs> a little more liquidy. You know, just had a little more of that. Uh, and Liquid Swords was Ghostface Killer. No, no, Jizza, Jizza is. Jizza was genius. A, a genius. Iron Man is is Iron Man's ghost face. Ghost face. Whew. Yeah. Just keeping the just keeping the Wu Tang stuff straight in my head is difficult. I know. There's a lot going on with that group. I want to say come November it'll be 30 years since entered 36 Chambers. Is that right? Wu Tang's first album that changed everything. Safe to say Wu Tang does not have a lead singer. Sure don't. <laughs> because, I don't know who that would be. Because if you go see. I'm assuming if you saw the Wu-Tang Clan live, there would be plenty of moments where somebody's commanding the stage, but there's no way it's the same person the whole show. Right. Right? It's going to switch up. Yeah. A lot. I, Method Man, he had the best hooks. Like, usually him on a hook, that song would have a lot of radio play and go commercial, but he's probably like the fourth best rapper in the group, you know? I mean, his voice is great and stuff, and then you got to think of, you know, RZA and what he did starting the group up, but he didn't rap that much. He rapped right. a little bit, but you want to consider him one of the best in the crew. So, yeah, that's another one you have no idea. Yep, that's it. That's That would definitely fall into that Beatles category of no lead singer. We were talking about it because Mick Jagger is 80 years old today talking some lead singers today a lot of football on the board as well uh we will get to uh more of that coming up right here first off uh before we get to the south stuff 
little update from Zay during the break. Stefan Gilmore of the Cowboys. Uh, Rocking 21. Picked the jersey number, huh? Yeah, so they really done with Zeke. Okay, officially like, done. That's, yeah. Oh, man, which is brutal. Like, you know, if you're Jerry, with what you paid Zeke, with, with, with what Zeke meant to you during his tenure as a Dallas Cowboy, the least you could do is give Stefan Gilmore a different number. Like, they're allowed to rock single digits now. Yeah. They're allowed to rock zero. I'm sure he could have found something. Maybe wait a little bit on that one. Yeah, Cowboys do not retire numbers, but they will dissuade you from wearing certain numbers. But for them right now, 21 is not that. I like the idea of a cornerback wearing 21 as long as you remind me of Dion. Go right ahead. Stephon Gilmore is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Like, a lot of those guys are very cocky and full of themselves. I've barely heard Stephon Gilmore talk. Yeah, I don't, he could walk in here right now and start talking. I wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, you'll, you'll know his voice. No. Like, it's just all about business for him. And it makes a lot of sense because his best years were with the Patriots winning championships with them and defensive player of the year. So him bringing that to the Cowboys is huge for Dan Quinn in that defense. Yeah, I get it. That much respect. Maybe you do go ahead and say yes to 21. So Stefan Gilmore is going to wear 21 for the Cowboys. We're also talking Texans today and the rest of the South discussion, uh, AFC and NFL. NFC South today. We've been talking about these two divisions for a while now because they are the weirdest divisions in the NFL. Most up for grabs. Obviously, the Texans are regionally a team we'll pay attention to a little bit. Uh, and we got a, a couple of these teams that also just drafted two of the big-time quarterbacks. Stroud going to the Texans, and obviously Bryce Young goes to Carolina. And maybe that's where we should start, Zay. He was officially called QB1 today by Frank Reich, Bryce Young, is the starting quarterback for now of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Frank, I don't know why you wasted this much time. As soon as he was drafted, you should have let everybody know, this is my starter. We drafted him number one for a reason. And he's pretty much, like, remember earlier in those early minicamp stuff, he made a reference to, yeah, right now he would be the guy. That's right, he did. He did say that. So he's kind of said it twice now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I guess he let everybody fill him out in the locker room, and you've been hearing around Carolina's camp that Bryce Young won the locker room very early. So salute to him, and I expect him to have a big-time season, but I also expect for him to have the ups and downs that you see from every rookie. And at his size, that's something that's going to follow him for the rest of his career. Like 5'9", 5'9", 200 pounds. And I, I think that 200, like, uh, I want to see who weighed him that day. Because well, I'm yeah. still around like 195, soaking wet. He may be 2-0-something at kickoff. But I bet he won't be that in the fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. Like that's He's one of those dudes that they tell, yo, eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich yeah. every night before you go to bed. You know like, where they play, right? Charlotte, North Carolina. Outside. You know how steamy and humid it is there in September? I'm going to be in that area this week when I'm off. Like I'll be in the South Carolina Oh, is that where area, you're headed? So, yeah, okay. That's where I'm headed. So we'll see what's popping there. But, yeah, it could get a little hot. So hopefully he's getting some of that pulled pork that they're known for up there Dude. and getting a lot of it because he needs to bulk up a little bit. I'll be Every time he takes a hit, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wince just because he's so small. And he got hurt last year. At Alabama, I know it's the SEC, and that's the closest thing to the NFL, but 
The fact that he got hurt last year, as a, if I was a Carolina fan, I wouldn't be that excited once he starts taking these hits come week 16, week 17. Yeah, I'd just be worried about him getting out in that humid steaminess in Carolina. By the time the game is over, he might be able to fight for Anderson Silva's old belt in the UFC at 185. That may be where he ends up. That is so light in the ass, man. Oh, my God. All right, so right now in that division, NFC South, who do you trust? Is there I one mean, team you actually trust to go win it? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we know it's a quarterback-driven league, so you got to look at the team that has the best quarterback, and that's Derek Carr coming in. Right. So I, it's the Saints to lose. Same with Jacksonville on the other side in the AFC South. Like Those two teams, you know, it's theirs to lose. Will Michael Thomas get back to being healthy? Like I looked into it. I thought the Alvin Kamara situation in Vegas was over with. He still has something going on, I think, uh, this week. Does he really? Okay. With it. So that's still a weird cloud that's hovering over New Orleans. But, I, yeah, it, it's theirs to lose. And I think Derek Carr, with all the money that he got paid, uh, he talked about how – his wife cried when he got benched in Vegas. And I think he's going to use that as bulletin board material and motivation to show that he still has a lot of life in this league and a division where he can really light it up. Yeah, that, that may be the team to kind of focus on. All right, how about this one? The only team we're going to talk about in the South that was a winning team is Jacksonville. The Bucks won a division somehow at 8-9. and nine. Lose Tom Brady. Let's say it's going to be Baker Mayfield, right? Let's say it's the guy. Because they were a first-place team, Zay, they have to play Philly at home, at San Francisco, and at Buffalo. Wow. The Bucks are a first-place team in name only, in technicality only. That's the kind of schedule they'll have to deal with. What do you think about Baker Mayfield in Tampa? Are we going to watch two or three guys try to take that position, or do you think he's going to take it? I mean, we know Baker's ups and downs, like – we know he's tough. We know he's going to give you heart. We know he's going to fight till the clock goes 0-0. Zero, zero. But his decision-making has caught up with him throughout, you know, mm-hmm. from Cleveland to – I low-key forgot that he was with Carolina for a little bit last year. Yeah, it was. Before he got traded And then the Rams, LA. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now he's starting to bounce around. And that, you know, that's why Baker's still in the league, that moxie. You know, the heart that he gives is just what can he do with that production-wise? And you could argue he has two of the best wide receivers in the league to help him out in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm -hmm. So Mike Evans, you know what he's going for. He's trying to get to that 10 mark on having 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons. Like the closest to that is Tim Brown at 9. Him and Tim Brown are tied at 9. Jerry Rice, the GOAT, 11. So that kind of shows what Mike Evans has done coming out of College Station. Very impressive. And hopefully Baker Mayfield can lean on that for that success. But you know, Chad, being a Bucks fan, you know, Mike Evans, he was hurt a lot last year. Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, he's had his, you know, situations with injuries, tearing his ACL and trying to get back to full form there. And coach last year wasn't good. Like, he, he struggled a little bit. Todd, he struggled a little bit. No so, doubt. I, and plus, you're, you're going to see some of that, I think, with that first-place schedule that they had last season coming off of winning the Super Bowl and stuff. Like, that's, you know, tough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, you know, all the pressure that Tom Brady had, all that going on, you don't have to worry about that. But I Well, last year would have just been the playoffs. Yes, you're right. Right, right, right. You're right. But I think they still won the division. Right, yeah. right. So, I – 
We'll see. I Baker Mayfield, he's on a short leash. And I don't know what Kyle Trask is doing in camp, but he was picked in the second round, so you're, they're yeah. not going to give up on him. And yeah. he has a good quarterback body at 6'5". Yeah, I'm just I'm not sure about Trask as a pro, and other than Baker, I'm not sure what they've got there. The defense shouldn't suck. The def- a lot of that defensive talent's still going to be there. Tampa's interesting. Tampa Bay at Minnesota, week one. How about that? Tampa at Kirk Cousins, huge game for the Vikings to start the season. Then the Bucks will play Chicago, then Philadelphia in week three uh so that is so you got you know those those two guys we mentioned young and uh baker we already mentioned uh Derek carr in new orleans and then for atlanta it's it will start with ritter but heineke's there if they need him and then we'll see what Bijan looks like and how does that all play in atlanta plays carolina week one at home and i asked you yesterday if i made you bet your money i asked you earlier today off the air, what would you do if I made you bet your money right now, just like a $10, $20 bet on the winner of the game? Who wins, Carolina at Atlanta? Yeah, that's basically a coin flip. I guess I would lean Atlanta a little more because they have more weapons for Desmond Ritter to work with. I mean, you have a 1,000-yard rusher in Tyler Algier last yeah. year, and you picked up a guy that a lot of people are saying is going to be the best running back this year in Bijan Robinson. And I know we all love Bijan down in these parts, but picking them at number eight, that's still risky. That's <laughs> still yeah. they're still playing a risky game as generational talent as Bijan is. That's still a risky game to play with a running back seeing their value now, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at Kyle Pitts, you know, I think he's gonna have a big season if he could stay healthy. Drake London, you know, him coming from Southern Cal, he's expected to have another big season. If they could stick to the run game and Ritter could game manage a little bit and just dink and dunk and stuff, then he might not have to worry about Taylor Heineke just yet, but they played Taylor Heineke a lot of money for a backup. A lot of money, mm-hmm. like over 20 something million yeah. f- to, to be a backup. So he on the short leash too, just like Baker, Desmond Ritter is. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think it's fair. And then all it's weird, all those teams, certainly Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa, they all feel like they have pretty good defenses. Yeah, not bad at all. New Orleans, I don't think New Orleans defense is going to be terrible. That's a weird division, though. I'll, we'll be watching that throughout the season. Uh, the NFC South plays the AFC South. So, again, these two are playing each other. And then the NFC South plays the North. So you're going to have – that's the other thing. The divi- Again, the division that just lost Brady plays the division that just lost Aaron Rodgers. Good way to remember it for the NFC. So, Zay, over in the AFC in the South, is there anything that challenges Jacksonville, or do you think Lawrence and those guys take another step and they win it with a better record? Um, you think that Tennessee can maybe do something, but they got a three-man quarterback battle that is really going to keep Mike Vrabel up at night because Will Levis – You don't draft him that high if you don't think he's going to play. Malik Willis is supposedly having a really good camp early. Like, came back locked in, knows the playbook, playbook, knows what he has to do to be successful, and you're not going to see that Malik Willis where they were scared to throw last year. I think he took offense to that, and he should take offense to that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're an NFL quarterback. Don't try to mollify because you think I'm not good enough. Like, I'm going to prove to you that I'm good enough. I know you drafted Levis. I know you're keeping Tannehill around. Like, yeah, that grinds his gears a little bit, so I expected him to come back better this season. And then your Aggie brother and Ryan Tannehill, like, when are they going to give up on him, you know? Last year, 
when he got hurt, like when he got hurt, they went down then the crapper. And the year before that, they had a number one seed in the AFC. He just looked terrible against the Cincinnati Bengals, where the Cincinnati Bengals went on their way to get to the Super Bowl. So how much faith do they have in Tannehill? Are they on that rebuild stuff? Like it's weird because they're on like the outside in. Like they, they have like one foot in, one foot out of the water on the rebuilding. They're like, okay, let's rebuild, let's trade on, get rid of, you know, let go of all these offensive linemen, but let's sign, you know, new Hopkins. And just things like that, like, and Vrabel, we know how good of a coach he is, so that's the only team I think that could play with Jacksonville, but, mm-hmm. man, I saw Calvin really running routes today for the Jaguars, like, they're going to be an absolute juggernaut for Trevor Lawrence and that team, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk being a number two receiver now, like, he showed us last year that mm-hmm. he deserved that money. Like, he showed us he had a really good season. That catch that he had in the back of the end zone against Kansas City comes to mind, a beautiful throw by Trevor Lawrence. And I think those guys, even though they're playing the number one schedule this year, I think they're going to be even better than what we saw this past season. Yeah, their record may get a little bit better. They do have to play the first place. Uh, They play Buffalo, Kansas City, and San Francisco. All at home, though. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, they play them all at home. Uh, and you, it's a great point you bring up by Ridley. Think about it. Ridley ends up screwing one of these teams we're talking about, Atlanta, with his antics, and he's going to help another one in Jacksonville. Uh, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill. I just looked it up for weird comparison because Tannehill's so strange to try to compute. His, his record, excuse me, his career passer rating is 91.9. Josh Allen's is 92.2. By comparison, Trevor Lawrence, obviously a shorter amount of time, 83.4 so far. Wow. And just because I wanted to, Dak Prescott, 97.8. I just see, wanted, to, see, I just wanted to point it out. That's what I'm saying. But, like These Dak stats, man, they get hidden because of the interceptions yeah. just stick out. But, Zay, the numbers on Tannehill, he's right on that boundary line of you want to believe in him. His career completion percentage is 64.3. If you can get it to 65 or over, that's what they're looking for. He had a year where he was 70. He had a year where it was 67. But last year it slipped down to 65, right at 65. 65.2. And you look at all the different numbers, and you're trying to do the math of how much of it's Derrick Henry, how much of it's their defense, how much of it's this, how much of it is that. He only threw six picks last year. Only six. The whole season. 94.6 on his passer rating. But we all know deep down. It's like deep down, would you send Ryan Tannehill out there for the biggest drive of the game, biggest drive of your season, over whatever some other quarterback you could name? Would we all? Would you rather have Lawrence or Tannehill? Lawrence. Me too. Biggest yeah, drive. Close. Biggest drive. Biggest moment. And I just told you, Lawrence. You know, some of the career numbers are low. I don't care. I'd send. I'd send Trevor out there. Yeah, I can't even judge Trevor Lawrence's first year because Urban Meyer was such a joke up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I you can't really judge that. Like, at all. And that's true. And they let Urban Meyer compute his passer rating, so this number's probably not (laughs) – no, that's not true. That's not true. Now, I will tell you this, Chad. That's why what you said, all those stats for Ryan Tannehill and stuff, the up and down this, roller coaster ride, Uh that's why they have these running back Zoom meetings. Because if I'm Derrick Henry – any success that he has right. is because they're focused on me. And that's why it's funny because I'm glad you said that. Think about some of these guys we're talking about in the Zoom meeting, specifically him and Saquon Barkley. And you're talking about, okay, I know you guys want to give money to quarterbacks, but 
I'm not trying to dog mine out, but look at me, look at this team, go watch film, and go tell me I'm not important. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's it's a great I, point. Joe Mixon wasn't on that meeting who took less money, supposed to get the uh, uh, value franchise cap at $10 million, and nah, I'm good with five. Why? Because he got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all those guys yeah. that are going to be asking for big paydays coming soon. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, the AFC South will play the NFC South and the North. So if you're a fan of the Texans uh, and that division, they'll be playing the AFC North, so they're dealing with Baltimore and Pittsburgh and the rest. In fact, Houston's at Baltimore to start the season. Then they go to and then they host Indy. And then they're at Jacksonville. Here's my statement for the Texans, Zay. And I'm, again, for watching them from afar, I'm looking at five. Can they get to five wins? I think there's one critical thing they have to do this year. Sweep the Colts. If you're going to take a step, you have to sweep that team. You guys were right there next to each other in the standings. You both sucked. You were both way down. But there's talent in Indy, and they've got a new quarterback, too. You both just took young stud quarterbacks you believe in. Can they win that home game in Week 2 and give their fans a little bit of belief? Because the next week in Week 3, they've got to go to Jacksonville, and I don't think they're winning that game. And I don't think they're winning in Baltimore. Can they go 1-2 and two and beat the Colts at home? That's going to be the first big question for me when it comes to Houston. Yeah, and that's going to be a pretty good run attack, especially if we see Anthony Richardson use his legs, which if you're Shane Steichen, like how can you not like want to do that with him? Like I, I'd, It'd be hard not to run it with him all the yeah. time just because that athletic ability yeah. is ridiculous. But you also got Jonathan Taylor. I was going to say, I'd field. rather see Taylor's legs run yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than Richardson's yeah, but in the early you, going. Hey, you ain't going to deny that athleticism. At all. Like, if he takes off running, you've definitely got to script some stuff for him, especially with all the attention that they're going to give yeah. to Jonathan Taylor, and they're going to make him throw. They're going to say, yo, man, your stats at Florida were a little inconsistent. Like, you're yeah. a, big, a big part of you getting drafted this high is hype. Not like what you did. Like you don't have all the skins in the wall that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud do. Like, you're coming on a lot of potential. So you're going to have to prove to all these secondaries that you can make those tight-ass throws, those you know back shoulder fades, all the throws that the elite quarterbacks make to stay in the NFL and stay as a starter. Can Anthony Richardson do that? And does he have the wide receivers slash tight ends around him to help him do that at a successful rate? Yeah, it's a great, great point. So you've got three of the brand-new quarterbacks. You've got Ritter in a South division, Derek Carr on the move. Um, you've got Mayfield trying to prove he can be the guy. you got Tannehill still trying to prove he's not too old and he can still be the guy. And then the one quarterback you trust out of these eight teams is Trevor. And the team that they're building in Jacksonville, and Zay brings up the great point about Calvin Ridley, that just feels like a team that should be really, really good. By the way, I didn't mention it, but Jacksonville at Indy to start the season. If they win that one, they host the Chiefs week two. Big game to pay attention to early. Jacksonville hosting Kansas City. So what will that look like? Can Trevor Lawrence go get a win on the road against Indy? Or is that could I mean that's gonna be Richardson starting probably? Yeah. For I want to start Gardner Minshew. Right? I mean, if good grief, if he got a big home win against Trevor Lawrence to start the season, what would that tell us? Uh and then Jacksonville plays Houston, as we mentioned, in week three. So a lot of good stuff there in the South. It'll be weird, it'll be wild. 
I'm not telling you any of these teams will be fighting for a Super Bowl because they probably won't, but um, if any of them, it's probably Jacksonville. And unfortunately, the NFL has announced that somebody in the NFC South is going to make the playoffs. Yep. I wish I could change that rule, Zay. I really do. Because last year, I'd have been with all of y'all, all of y'all that said the Bucks at 8-9 and nine don't need to be in the playoffs. I'd have signed off on it. I really would have. Dirty bird, baby. Let's go. And I still think it's dumb. I told you at the time, I thought it was dumb when it was Cowboys, Bucks in the playoffs. Cowboys should have had the home game. Yeah. You got to change that rule, too. They got to mix that up. Either you get in, but you're not guaranteed the home game, or you just don't get in at all. You have to have a winning record to be a playoff team. Can we at least get there? Yeah. Speaking of the Jags, 2022 number one pick, Trayvon Walker, the Georgia player. Ooh, yeah. He didn't have that number one pick type season last year. Looking around mm. to do a little bit more this year. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's do a, good... a little bit more, young fella. Uh-huh. Yep. A uh, lot of good stuff there. Uh, NFL is coming. 46 days from the first Sunday. We're only 43 days away from the Chiefs and the Lions in the first Thursday night game. All right, coming up, it is July 26th, a death in the world of music, a huge birthday in the world of music that got us starting a conversation today. Plus, we got some other legends. Oh, we've got hotties with birthdays. We will get into that. Big old round number for a massive hottie today. We'll tell you who she is next on The Horn. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. I think I got a comeback here, Zay. I think I got a comeback. I miss Raekwon, but I think I got this one. This is Kendrick Lamar. There we go. There we go. Come on. But this is uh, this is just an album or two ago, right? This isn't Good Kid, Mad City. This is later. Yeah, this is a couple albums ago. Damn. This is, this is that era when I really felt like he understood not just the musical part of it, but the way to put on a show with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The visual of him around this time was just, you couldn't stop looking at it. Yeah, the last album, Big Steppers, or Mr. Sun, the Big Steppers, I don't know what it's called. It was a high, damn incredible. Better, yeah. So two albums ago, a little better for you than the last one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which, that was his last album, damn, with his legendary record label, Top Dog Entertainment. Uh-huh. So now he's doing his own thing, which, you know, kind of like when you lose that head coach or offensive coordinator as a quarterback. Uh-huh. Your uh-huh. game could slip a little bit. You can I still see. be great, Now what if- it could slip a little bit. Okay, now what about when you make yourself your own pitching coach? How does that work? <laughs> how does that go? Well, we'll find out. We're going to find out how that works. Okay, we'll find out. Kendrick Lamar, uh, Cheryl Lynn, The Temptations, Tom Petty, Brian Adams have all been a part of it, and the Raekwon beat was there, even though I didn't recognize it earlier. So, so sad. So sad. But it is from the Purple Tape. Yep, there got, we go. At least I got that part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You good now. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Zay's made me a whole lot cooler. Imagine if this show had gone like a year, two years, three years. Zay really would have had me... Well, not cool, but he would have had me at least sounding somewhat cooler. He's done a good job. Yeah, we were working. You've done a lot with very little when it comes to my cool potential. 
in less than a year. You've done a really hey, good job. But that's the thing. You always had potential. Ah, and you can work with that. I appreciate you, that. You, you can work with that. You're like Anthony Richardson. You always had potential. Ah, I appreciate it. Just, you know, got to see what you can do with that. And you've done a very good job. I appreciate it. Just don't have me sprinting for first down markers. That is not going to work out very well at all. All right. Uh, it is a Wednesday. We're rolling through it. Uh, we want to remind you, before we get to why today matters, tonight, our Wednesday night night lineup the last version of the Wednesday night lineup but some good news maybe ball don't lie coming up obviously Rod Harge and Patrick at three Longhorn Blitz at seven o'clock I don't know for sure I'm trying to get confirmation today but I'm assuming the Longhorn Blitz podcast will continue they've been rolling through 10 15 years now different station changes they just keep on going so keep searching for that Longhorn Blitz podcast wherever you get it same thing with fight night they'll be on tonight at eight last time on the station on 1049 uh, on the horn, but keep looking up Fight Night, especially when they're getting into the pay-per-views. They'll still have that show for you. And our man Suplex Stu has let me know today that Sports Guys Talking Wrestling will roll on uh, even if it's not on the station. You can keep searching that. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling and all the great interviews and stories that they get around that. So our Wednesday night lineup coming up for you this evening. All right, let's go Why Today Matters, July 26th. Lots of hotties with birthdays. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Well, not a lot, but definitely a few quality examples on this July 26th. We will start with the good news and work our way towards the bad news. But let's start off with a big round 50 for Kate Beckinsale. Wow. If you're going to tell a machine to make a hot white brunette, I'm not sure if you can do much better than Kate Beckinsale. She's unreal. She's 50 years old today. For some reason in the last few years, God love her, she dated Pete Davidson. Thank you, Kate. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for doing that. Just on behalf of, like, weird white dudes. That's not the same. He's really funny. Exactly. He is really funny. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And he's got a lot more going for him than I would have had going for me into that situation. I just, you know, I I don't know. I just, I'm proud of the guy. Now, personally, he ain't my type of funny, but women, yeah, they love this type of funny. Women do love him. Yo, Kate Underworld, man, where she went like dark, mysterious, crime fighting superwoman. Haven't seen it. Check it out. She did like three of them things. Okay. Yo, Underworld. Got to try it. Man. She is the one. Th- I, I remember everybody that tried to dog out Pearl Harbor when they saw it, all I thought of was Kate Beckinsale. Like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I thought she was great. Uh, happy 50 to Kate. Happy birthday to Sandra Bullock today. One of my favorites of all time. Texas girl. She's 59 today and uh, just does an incredible job. Everything she does. My daughter is addicted to Ocean's 8. And she's done so many great movies over the years. Uh, Big love to Sandra Bullock. And if you are on the older side of things, and you don't mind admitting that the older ladies can sometimes be attractive, Helen Mirren is 78 today. She was in the last, like, two or three Fast and Furious movies. She still looks pretty damn good, Zay. Really now? At 78, she's still got that attitude. She's still got that British accent, and she's still got a little sexy to her. Okay. They had a great scene a couple Fast and Furiouses ago where they let her drive the car with Dominic Toretto in the car with her, and she and Vin Diesel have this great chemistry back and forth. It's so good. 
It's so good. I almost hate how much I love the Fast and Furious movies, but Helen Mirren's done a great job these last couple uh, last couple movies. We mentioned Mick Jagger's 80th earlier, and we were talking about your favorite lead singers of all time. Happy birthday to Mick uh, and the rest of the Stones. Also today, it is the birthday of Mr. Cowboy, so I should mention it. Bob Lilly turns 84 today. First ever draft pick, the, the first ever signature guy of the franchise. And if you don't know that old school, that's TCU for Bob Lilly. Got to interview him back in the day. Still one of the most nervous I've ever most nervous I've ever been in my life. Really? And was on the phone. Thank God. Just like Mike Tyson. Thank God he wasn't in the room with me. I don't know what I would have done. I've never met Bob Lilly face to face. Got to interview him, I think, twice over the years. And I was nervous like flop sweat both times. Yeah. God, he's just just about the classiest dude that's ever worn that uniform. So always get nervous around uh, the thought of Bob Lilly. Happy birthday to Bob Lilly today. And the sadness today on July 26th is in the music world where we lost Sinead O'Connor today at the age of 56. There's been some crazy stuff going on with her family the last couple of years. She lost a son last year to suicide, and I don't know the particulars of Sinead's death today at 56, but um, no matter what you thought of her, one of the gutsiest musicians that ever lived, one of the stick-to-your-guns, do-it-your-way, don't-care-what-people-think musicians that has ever lived in this world. What was her hits? I don't remember much of her. Well, the biggest would be Nothing Compares to You. Sinead O'Connor took that song to number one. It was written by Prince. Some people don't know that. Nothing compares to you was a Prince. It's a Prince song, which I think Prince has put. I think he put it on an album. It wasn't like a hidden song from him, but he wrote that. And I think he may have even written it for her at the time. And she took that song to massive heights. That has to be her biggest hit by far. I know that song went number one. Yeah, it takes a little while to get going. It's a slow one. You remember this one? No, I don't remember no? this. No. Not like a good hot bald shit. The video, you, you'll love this video. It literally is just her. Like, it's a close-up her of her. It's sort of like the D'Angelo video, except she's not naked, and <laughs> it's just her head. Right. Like, that's really the whole video. And she screams this 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 song right to you. Right to you. Here huh. it is. You don't remember it? I do not. Huh. Definitely remember D'Angelo, How Does It Feel? Definitely remember that. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. Which, is... I don't know what that says about me. And by the way, I may be the only person that's ever compared those two videos. <laughs> ever. It's another, another little detail you get with this show. Uh, so rest in peace to Sinead O'Connor today at the age of 56. All right, coming up, stems and seeds before we get out of here. A lot of football notes around the NFL, including... Did you hear who's sitting out in San Francisco? You know what, dude? Take your time. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. I was the man on these streets. They call me Residue Ali, blow on these beats. Got diarrhea flow. Now I don't. Even when I'm constipated, I still don't. What in the world? Oh my god. All the way back to 95, huh? Oh my god. Oh, 
Do I have any shot here, Zay? No. Okay, who is you it? You don't. Who is it? Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy. Trapper Die featuring Bun B. <laughs> I'm not normally into the bathroom humor, but that was pretty good. I, oh, yeah. I, that's just artwork right there. Young Jeezy, Kendrick Lamar, Cheryl Lynn, The Temptations, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Brian Adams all on the show. The Raekwon beat to start the hour as well. Uh, lots of uh, lots of st- good stuff today, football-wise. Before we get to stems and seeds, let me read a very nice text that just came in. And it says, I've been listening to the horn for 22 years. Started listening in 2000 when my family moved to Austin from Philly. As a lifetime Eagles fan, I've always enjoyed sending a message talking smack about the Cowboys. Not that there was any smack you could talk. I mean, come on. They've been fantastic the whole time. Uh, I will always appreciate you guys and all the hard work you put into your craft. Uh, And my father used to play your station when we were on our way to school. is where I feel old. Uh, Or on our way to or from sports. Now that I'm an adult, it reminds me of my childhood with my father. Thank you guys, and good luck with your future. Thank you so much. Uh, That is signed, Sincerely, Betty White, from the text line. Thank (laughs) you. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's awesome. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's go stems and seeds, and we'll start with an Aaron Rodgers update. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Aaron Rodgers is going to rework his contract with the Jets, so that tells you if you wanted him to just be a one-and-done, it won't be because they're going to rework things, restructure it. He says it's not going to be a one-and-done situation. We'll get the specifics of that one later this evening and probably talk about it a little bit tomorrow. Also, uh, news out of San Francisco, some good and some bad. The good news for them is Brock Purdy has been cleared to practice. Zay, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard. With that elbow, he had the right elbow surgery. They are putting him on a pitch count, and he's only going to be able to throw so much, but they've cleared him to practice. Yeah, and we'll see what kind of quarterback battles going on there. Remember, Sam Darnold is now in San Fran, and Trey Lance, he should be healthy recovering from that ankle injury that he suffered really early in the season last year. So, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, he's going to have some serious decisions to be made very soon, and in a way, that's a good problem to have. All three of those quarterbacks mm-hmm. can win you games, but can they get you over the hump and maybe beat the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys? We will see. The other news out of San Francisco surprised me, Zay. I didn't realize Nick Bosa was sitting out. He's holding <laughs> out. Hey, you know what, Nick? Be patient. It's always a good thing to wait on these things. Just really take your time. Yeah. Take your time, young man. Yeah, arguably the best edge rusher in the league. I get it. If he's not getting paid, a la Zach Martin, compared to the rest of his peers that play that position, he knows his worth. He knows how good he was. Or is, excuse me, he had, what, almost 20 sacks last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. if he doesn't feel like he's getting paid or respected like the other guys, then, yeah, I get that renegotiation coming into play. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Also, um, saw a story about Debo Samuel, uh, and they feel really good about him coming into this yeah, year. That's a weird story. Kyle Shanahan, he was hilarious. Him yeah. and John Lynch sitting uh, next to each other 
Kyle Shanahan said, I've never had a grown man send me so many shirtless pics the way Debo Samuel was sending him throughout the summer trying to showcase, yo, I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah, like it's one of the few situations where a man can send another man shirtless pictures and everyone else understands why. Yeah. Like it's perfectly it's perfectly all right to do. Yeah, oh, there you go. Exactly. In a workplace situation. Right, an employee can send his boss a shirtless picture, and everybody knows what's up. Yep. And you could even show that around the office. He could show that to Brock Purdy and go, "Hey, man, check out your guy Debo." And they both know why why they're doing it. Everybody's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, I was Kyle Shanahan. I would text him back. So you're telling me you're good for 20 rushing attempts a game this year? Oh no, I wouldn't do that. Don't talk to him <laughs> about being a running back. Don't 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 text back RB body. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> looks like a running back body right here. Do not do that to Debo. He does not like that conversation. Also, Zay, we hadn't mentioned much about Justin Herbert's deal, but let's give him his love. Five years, two sixty-two and a half million. Now he is the highest paid quarterback in the league, 52 and a half. Just like yesterday we said, hey, Jalen Brown's making the most money, even though he's not the best player. I don't think anybody would say Justin Herbert is the best NFL player right now or the best NFL quarterback right now, but he is the highest paid. Him at 52 and a half, Lamar's at 52, and uh, Hertz is at 51. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting if you look at where Patrick Mahomes is compared to those guys. But we know Patrick Mahomes, he took less money a la Tom Brady in order for the Kansas City Chiefs to spread it out so he could win longer. And maybe they'll catch up to Herbert or Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. But, yeah, Justin Herbert, top player paid in the league right now. And he's good for it. I think he's a terrific player him being 6'6 that arm is a rocket and I didn't think he'd be this good coming out of Oregon I think he'd be good but not this good I'm totally with you there he has some of the best numbers over three years than anybody except maybe Peyton Manning oh it's crazy he's got a he's got one set of numbers that only Peyton Manning did in his first three years yeah like what in the world and I like the way he carries himself man he doesn't care about the limelight to be honest, he wants to stay away from it. Like, he looks awkward in commercials that you see on TV and stuff. Yeah. But he gets that, him being one of the faces of the league, definitely one of the faces now, being the top guy. He has to present himself in a certain way, and I think he does it at a very good level, mm-hmm. even kill. Great attitude guy. I'm glad you used the word face, because that might be my favorite thing about him. His face never changes. He's just got that same face all the time. Not that he doesn't look bored, doesn't look scared, doesn't look mad, doesn't look happy. Just kind of stays, that you said it, even keel. And it works. Uh, Congrats to Justin for getting all that money. Speaking of the San Francisco and the Chargers and the rest, we'll talk West teams tomorrow on the show. Also, uh, hopefully get another visit from Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods with Zay and me tomorrow. Come on back and see us. See ya! Light the tone.